What's going on, everybody? It's Carlos, your host of the Just Fans Podcast, and I'm joined here by my most reliable host, who's always here, uh, Rios. How's it going, bud? Going pretty good. Um, you know, funny thing, though. So, last few years, we experienced a loss. I go about my day. Now, it, it, it bothers my entire week now. I'm like, man. Yeah. Football is back in home. Houston. <laughs> yep, exactly. <I> <laughs> There you go. Football's back. And of course, we got the one and only dear friend of the show. We got Tyler Milner from Sports Radio 610. Man, how's it going? Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm doing good, dude. Doing very good for a hump day. Glad to be here with you, boys. Appreciate it, man. If I had the sound effects of people clapping, it, it would it would be there, even though you could totally tell it was there you go. We'll just do that. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> hey man, I'm, I'm glad we haven't seen you. So the last time you were here was like five months ago. A lot of things have changed in the last five months. A lot right. of things have changed. So that's big time, facts right there. It is. It is. So at the time, the last time that you were here, we were still like discussing what is this Texans team going to look like? Uh, we know D'Amico is here and, and we're going to see a complete culture change from the get go. Uh, it's in all, not even just in the locker room, but just I guess overall, maybe inside, even inside the building or whatnot, because it felt like the Texans are we're going in a different direction, and it's still I think that still holds true to today, you know, to present day. Um, we were curious about our brand new rookie C.J. Stroud because uh, this was a it was after the draft. We were we were curious about how Will Anderson was going to perform. Um, and one of the things that we said is our, uh, we were really looking forward to seeing our secondary because we had some bodies over there. So uh, with that being said, <laughs> we just went against the Jets last, this this past week, week 14. Oof. Oof. Boy, <laughs> here we are. Uh, Kick straight to the junk. Exactly. Right. Just to get it out of the way. So, mm-hmm. It was like straight, straight, yeah, straight shot. Even like. Even then, like looking at looking back five months ago to now, it, it's I don't think any of us really expected the Texans to be in this position that they're in right now uh, with the record that they have. We we fe- it felt like it was going to be <laughs> a restructure. You did. I, I got to admit, you did. You did say that. Rio's actually even said, "Oh, there's playoffs said, are bust." Like he said, playoffs are bust. Like that. I said, ten, ten and that. seven, winning the division. So, we're still in so, play. <laughs> so I look. I'm looking at the the uh, at the score predictions that we did the last time Tyler was here. Uh, Poppy, uh, my other co-host, is not here because he's moving. Loser. No, okay. No, because he's moving. Uh, <laughs> uh, he predicted eight and nine. Uh, the Texas finished at eight and nine. Uh, Rios, you predicted twelve and five. Actually, you were twelve oh. and five. Yeah. Uh, still I predicted. Play. Yeah, still in play. <laughs> <laughs> I predicted nine and eight, and Tyler, you predicted seven and ten. Mm. the last time we were here mm-hmm. and so we're currently sitting at seven uh seven and six i love being wrong in situations like this <laughs> right exactly um uh, yeah hopefully ho- like so i hope i hope dollars doesn't come true we're at six seven right. and ten and we lose it, every it, game that happens, happens some very bad stuff's about to go down in the next four weeks yeah exactly uh, so uh hopefully that's not the case I don't know if my liver can handle that kind of losing streak. <laughs> Dude, well said. Mine either. Yeah, my, no, no. that would be bad news. I'm in the borderline right now, so I don't, I don't, I can't, I cannot even uh, do another season like that, man. But overall, I mean, 
gosh, did any of us really expect CJ Stroud to to be at the at the level to play at the level that he's playing right now? It has been no. just phenomenal. Hey. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fun time to be a Texans fan for the first time in a pretty long time, you know? Yeah. No. Yes. Uh, Go ahead. No, no, exactly. Like uh there was some, you know, there was people there was doubts, obviously. The you know, people were experts even saying that, you know, they don't expect CJ to amount to much because it's a quarterback coming out of Ohio State, <laughs> which is known for not having any, if any, I mean, I can't remember the last good quarterback, if any, have come out of Ohio State. Yeah, he's really the first, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it's all it's 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 just kind of like wow. It took us all by surprise. I mean, lucky for us, right? Because uh, seriously, yeah. lucky for us. But it took us all by surprise. So I thought uh, he'd be good, but like to this level, no, nah, I, I wasn't. I didn't see that coming. No, I mean, uh, dude, like, yeah, as, in your wildest dreams going into this rookie campaign for CJ Stroud. I mean, we all had our fingers crossed that the Texans would have a, their franchise guy in CJ Stroud. I think we can go ahead and check that box. I think you do, yeah. and I think yeah. you've enough to to make that conclusion, but. You could have never imagined. I mean, he's not so much anymore, especially with the injury. We'll see if he plays this week. But two weeks ago, dude, we were, I mean, there were serious discussions about CJ Stroud and the MVP race MVP in race, the yeah. NFL. So there is no way anyone saw it coming. But like you just said, Carlos, I mean, we'll freaking take it, man. I mean, yeah, Texas right. needed, needed something good. And, and CJ Stroud so far has been really, really good for the most part. Yeah, he's delivered. He's he's uh he's been amazing. Uh, I, one one thing I want to talk about. Uh, when the last time you were on, also we were talking about the excitement. I want to go head over to the defense really quick. Um, we were talking about uh Derek Stingley. Uh, at the time, you know, he was we hadn't seen him in this system obviously because he was being played in that Tampa two by system with Lovey Smith, which was out completely there. out of character. Shout out, out there. <laughs> Out there covering grass. <laughs> yeah, out there covering grass, if anything. Uh, like, I just, you know, uh, last game, I, he didn't really have many highlights, but the games before, he was playing. Nobody like, like, did last game, Nobody bro. did. Yes, nobody <laughs> did. Christian Harris out there. <laughs> you know, what's going on? Uh, you know, and so it was like seeing Derek Stingley the, uh, before the before the Jets game, it was like, oh, this is the guy that we drafted. This is our number one pick that we got. You know, this was the guy that we're expecting to see. Uh, and you brought up a good point the last time you were here, like Sauce Gardner and, and Stingley were always going to be kind of linked together, you know, for for yep. basically all their career. But for sure. Uh, and, I mean, for Derek Stingley, he, up until, again, last game, he was having a phenomenal – you know, three games, th four interceptions in three games. Mm -hmm. You know, we were starting to see like some adjustment to that. And, you know, of course, the it injuries like, kind of. Yeah, go ahead. Babe. It was looking like 2019, the LSU Stingling. The guy was, you know, locking mm -hmm. down Jefferson and Jamar Chase in practice. Mm -hmm. That's the guy they're expecting to get in the draft in it. Until this last game, that's who he looked like so far. Yeah, exactly, man. You're playing. You're playing the guy to his strengths or whatnot. And who better than D'Amico Ryan's to to do that? You know, so. Uh, big ups to that, but yeah, uh, man. So last week, uh, I want to go back to the Jets. Sorry, last week, uh, why did you uh, do we this made... me? <laughs> Sorry, man, it's a roller coaster of emotion. That's why, no, uh, we had we uh, the Texans made uh, Texas defense made Zach Wilson look like an elite quarterback. Sure, it's I thought it was Aaron Rodgers out there. He thought it was Aaron Rodgers out there. He could have, he could have completely. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Tyler, where do you think, why do you like, I'm looking at some of these uh, passing grades against, you know, quarterbacks that are not elite quarterbacks, I would say. Uh, let's, uh, Rio sent this out. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, uh, the game against Gardner Minshew, they, they gave Gardner Minshew an 81.0 passing grade. Trevor Lawrence the following week, 83.1. Okay. Desmond Ritter from Atlanta, 86.7. Oof. Uh fast forward to Bryce Young, 68.6. I mean, Tampa Bay that's phenomenal this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh uh Baker Mayfield, 75.9. Mm-hmm. And Trevor Lawrence again, 78.6 when we went against the Jags. Um, a little bit lower than the la- than the first time, but you know, it went down. But uh Zach Wilson, 79.8. Mm. Mm. It's a pattern, like it's the the the, the fact yeah. that it's it's a pattern against the and then D'Amico was on the on the on, on got interviewed today and said the same thing. Yeah, basically. yeah, like, it's not a, not a good spot for for uh, Miko's defense to be, man. I mean, the the two out of everything you just listed, the Ritter and this most recent one with Zach Wilson, those. That's that's not a good look. I don't care if it's our defense here in Houston or anywhere else. If, when, whenever you play the Jets and you have Zach Wilson become the AFC Offensive Player of the Week playing your defense, you're in a bad spot. I know there's injuries, but any NFL coach, D'Amico included, I think he did so today, he'll tell you everybody's dealing with injuries. And that's not any excuse to, to let Zach Wilson come out in New York and – he looked like a pro bowler playing against your defense. It's not a good spot to be. I've been really disappointed uh, specifically this year with Jalen Petrie. I know the last few weeks Thank he's looked a little better, but I think my biggest disappointment to this point of the Texan season has been Jalen Petrie coming off what was a, a good to great rookie year last season. High expectations going into year two, and Jalen Petrie has just been MIA for the most part, in my opinion. But oh, yeah. uh, D'Amico, one of my hosts on 610 said this today, we're on the show, Hughley. He said that that Zach Wilson performance, that Jets offensive performance against the Texans on Sunday, that that very well may be and should be the most embarrassing thing D'Amico Ryans has experienced in his professional career. And it might be because Zach Wilson is not good. He's just not. And now he's the player of the week. If I was Zamiko, I would hang that picture on the rocker room. Like, look, this is what y'all did. Right. We cannot yeah. let this ever happen again. Yeah. Keep that as bulletin, bulletin board material for the rest of the year because you can't have another performance like that. Lord, man. I saw that graphic this morning that the NFL put out, you know, the AFC offensive yes. player of the week, Zach Wilson. And I was just like, Damn, uh, man. Like, that home. like, oh, God, can we just get to this damn Titans game this Sunday already? I never want to think about that Jets game again. I don't. It's It, it brought back like those memories, those memories from back there. Like, oh, this is what we were, you know, after yeah. having such a good. This is it, this it looks is like what last we really year. were. It looked like, it looked last, like year. last year. Like <laughs> 30, 30 second half points. Like, and let me ask y'all if you don't mind. This was yeah. this was a question posed to me, and I thought it was a good one. And there's there's no right answer, wrong answer, however you want to phrase it. But from this Jets game, the Jets Texans game that we experienced, what surprised y'all more? Was it the fact that D'Amico's defense gave up 30 points in the second half to that offense, or was it the Texans' just complete lack of offensive production throughout the entire game? 
Rios, you want to go I'm first a, on that one? I'm going to go to the offense. Uh, I I get that it was raining, but not, but like, again, Zach, Zach Wilson was playing in the same rain and he exactly. was moving the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. It's good. It was all came down to execution. Like, it seems like the Jets, you know, they took the game seriously. The Texans, they were like, eh, it's the Jets. We got this. We'll just show up and win. And it doesn't work that way on Sundays. Lord. Right. Uh, uh, Reels hit the nail on the head. We had a show uh, Monday, like the Monday recap of the game. And one of the things that we were we, we brought up was the fact that you can't really blame the weather for it because, again, Zach Wilson played in that exact same game. And it's Zach, number, and it's Zach Wilson, like, like like we were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. like exactly. Abor- just an abhorrent uh, quarterback, really, if you think about it. However, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I told Rios, you know, it's almost like I hate that. I just hope it doesn't become a pattern because you, I will never disrespect CJ in any way whatsoever. I love, I love my quarterback and all that. But if you go back to that Ohio State, uh uh game uh, uh against northwestern um the i mean obviously ohio state won 21 to 7 but cj stroud in that game he was 10 to 26 mm. uh with 76 yards and it was also a, we- a bad weather game as well mm. it was comparable to uh the amount of yards he had uh this sunday against the 90, jets 94 like 90, 94 yards or something like that and so yeah. It was like, so I I just hope it's not one of those things that becomes a trend, and mm. then eventually it's like, oh, can CJ handle the uh, the, the like, elements? Like, yeah, that yeah that's, the elements. That's interesting because I mean I I've I have thought about that. I mean we all saw the weather in that Jets game. I need to think on that more though, and like dive more into some research, like you were just saying there with that other game because. That is that is interesting, and it could be ultimately like super concerning. I think I heard uh, Seth Payne. I know he's been on here with you guys before. Seth, uh, I think this morning was saying like, you know, th- this could get concerning if this mm-hmm. becomes a real issue, like bad weather and Stroud not being able to perform. Correct. Because ultimately, you're gonna you're gonna play in those conditions if you hope to be an NFL playoff team. So yep. that's, exactly, that's watch, yeah. And to give the stat out, CJ, this particular game against Jesse was 10 of 23 with 91 yards. Mm. So it was, as you can see, the numbers are pretty close to each other. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know? So that's, you know that's the only part that concerns me a little bit, just that. I'm you like, know, I just what? hope it doesn't become a trend. What this Sorry, game reminded me of when we played Buffalo with David Smith a couple years back, when we mm-hmm. lost 40 to 0 in the rain, it, yes. felt, like, it felt like that game. Yeah, we we it couldn't did. move ball to offense. We couldn't stop them at all. And people were trying to blame the rain, but like, well, Josh Allen's moving the ball with ease. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now, like, like if anything, the only excuse that I would hear a little more about there, there's still not a lot of excuse for this kind of ass whooping. But the, the only thing that I listen to or maybe give a little credence to is you know going into the your first game of the year, game planning without Tank Dell, and then in the first quarter you lose Nico Collins. Like, Nico, I'm yeah. Sorry sure that had an effect on on Stroud and the offense as a whole but ultimately man come on like that was just that was just a disaster it was uh it was it was it was a disaster it it didn't have to go that it really didn't have to it go was that way for, literally it was you know Murphy's law worst case scenario in every yeah. aspect the injury and it, the, the yeah. ass whooping it was just bad <laughs> yeah losing you know from the get-go losing Tank Dell was already just completely detrimental for this Texans team uh that then you you know you think to yourself okay well we got Nico on the opposite side 
Um, and he's been having a pretty decent season, reached a, reached a thousand yards at that Jets game, and then he went down. Mm-hmm. But, and uh, he's gone. over to and he's gone. You know that South Park and he's yeah. gone. And it's gone. Uh, and so it was after he left. Like you couldn't after he went out the field. Like you really couldn't. Uh, like there was no separation whatsoever from the rest from the other receivers. Uh, I mean, come on, you got Sauce Gardner covering Noah Brown. That, this gets a no-win situation right there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, at, at that game, like uh, you know, no separation. Noah Brown couldn't catch a cold out there. Like that's that's just how how it seemed like. You know, it was it was. And don't get me wrong, I like Noah Brown. Noah Brown gave us you know a, a good few games as well or whatnot, but definitely. Uh, I don't know. It's it's it was you could definitely tell that that the offense was very lackluster. And then to put it up, make it make matters worse, you can't get anything done in the run game. Mm. You know, you can't get anything run run game. So now I feel like this makes, you know, since you can't adjust to the run game or or, uh, you make CJ, you know, almost one dimension, you throw the ball a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens when your receivers are gone? What happens when your tight end is not in the game? What happens now? You've taken basically all of C- uh, a good a good chunk of CJ's weapons. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, there was no Dalton Schultz either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, was kind of like that title game against uh, Georgia. He lost his top uh, three receiving options, also. But again, it wasn't raining, so right. make plays. So mm-hmm. again, the the what something they probably should work on, especially if they're gonna play outdoors. Cover the ball in water, you know, practice on that because you're going to be playing in that, you know, in January from or, here for the foreseeable future. Like something you got to work on mm-hmm. or make D or make Dieter like run a few laps, make him sweat all over the ball again. <laughs> like uh, CJ was talking about. And uh, let's see if it, let's see if we can handle that. No, CJ said, it's you. It's, it's you. you. <laughs> all wet. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And like I said, that's, that's the thing. So right. Another thing is uh, when you came in last time, uh, uh, Tyler, we were talking about, uh, we didn't know what we were going to expect from Bobby Slowick. A lot of us didn't know. We saw a lot of the, um, we knew that that he came from the Kyle Shanahan system or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, So we expected to see a lot of like bootlegs, a lot of these type of, you know, Shanistan. Yeah, Kashanistan, exactly. And so, like, we didn't expect it. So now, you know, we have seen a lot of good play calling from Slowick, but then we, at the same time, we've seen some play calling where, like, whoa, what is happening right now? Some very questionable. And I think that comes through the experience, you know, uh, as being a, I guess, like a rookie uh, offensive coordinator or whatnot. Right. Um, what do you think? What do you think has been. To, I guess a, a small critique or whatnot. What do you think has been the biggest weakness in the Bobby Slovak offense so far? Well, uh, the biggest problem, and you hit on it a second ago, Carlos, is just the inability to run the ball. I mean, and and at this point, I mean, I I'm not a huge like film guy. Like I watch a lot of right. football, but I'm not like a I can't film study and just break down the X's and O's for you. So I don't know if if we're talking just major offensive line problems, which has been a revolving door, or Damian Pierce having a serious sophomore slump, much like Jalen Petrie. Damian Pierce has been a big disappointment. Um, Devin Singletary has shown some uh, some bright spots here and there. But the run game overall this year for the Texans has been a problem. And we've heard it a million times from a million different coaches in the NFL. The run 
starts everything. You can open up the pass with the run, run some play action bootleg, whatever you want to do, whatever Bobby wants to do. But like you also said, Carlos, I think a lot of this is just, I think it's growing pains for a rookie play caller working with a rookie quarterback and also a bunch of other young guys and other rookies on the offense. Like, I think, I think we have seen time at times this offense be better than we could have ever imagined, which is a big reason for why they have the win total. They have that none of us could have ever imagined at this point in the season, but they're still like the jets game, like the Panthers game. There are still plenty of moments that leave you wanting more and needing to see more. If you're going to be a productive offense that competes in the NFL playoffs. So, I mean, I'm knocking on wood and hoping this is just kind of the process and they they're ahead of schedule in, in a lot of ways, but this is just a rookie play caller, a rookie quarterback and a bunch of young guys dealing with injuries and what have you. And, and there'll be some speed bumps along the way. Yeah, no, precisely. Uh, I, I do agree with you. I hope it's just growing pains and it's something that we can laugh at later. I'm like, I remember when Damien couldn't run the from ball the- past two from the, <laughs> uh, it, Pepper's Farms remembers. Yeah. Uh, you like, it's just so crazy how like you go from being such an explosive running back uh, one year and then suddenly, boy, that sophomore slump really hit, hit him I'm hard. Telling you, man. And, and it's just like, and, and like I said, him and Petrie have just like almost fallen off the face of the earth on both offense and defense. Dude, Damian wow. Pierce against the Jets, four carries, nine yards. Mm-mm. One catch, negative two yards. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I was oh god. Uh, yeah, it, it's I, I don't know what's happening. And then, like I said, Devin Singletary. Yes, he's been helpful, but it's not sustainable. Like that's mm-hmm. not going to be like your number one back. You know. Yeah, he's it, a good complimentary back, but like to carry the load. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it, it was a big deal when he was getting over 100 yards. They're like, oh, this is the first time Devin Singletary has back-to-back games with 100 yards. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, great. That's. <laughs> I mean, at this point with Damian, dude, I'm down to – and I like Damian. I really do, I and I, I hope he rebounds. But at this point in the season, with what we've seen and, and the evidence we have, I'd be down to get more carries to a Goomba Wally at this point. Like, it, it's yeah. just the, – Pierce gets the ball, and it's just – it goes nowhere. It goes back. Yeah. It's almost like there was one play where we were talking. I can't remember what game. We're like, oh my gosh! It's like he could have. All he had to do was like run a little bit left. And I don't remember what game. And Reels and I were talking about Saint, it before last Saints game. It was Saints, Saints game. game. Thank you. And so, um, instead, of, instead of hitting the hole, he looks for a defender to hit. Like, bro, you had a big hole right there. Just run through. I was, it. I was like, it brought shades of like Trent Richardson vision, like for for a good minute. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. Here's the hole. He goes this way. They run into somebody. Like, bro, what are you doing, man? But, like, and it, and the crazy thing is, yes, it's easy for us to just judge sitting down on the couch while I'm eating chips or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, come on, bro. <laughs> it's like, yeah. dude, uh, it's 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 been a a, a straight. Uh, is he's he's falling backwards. I don't know what's happening, but I do I do I do just hope, like you said, is maybe just growing pains, maybe sophomore slump, and I I do expect to see more from these guys next year. Yeah, him and Petrie, man, I I need I need them to to, to find something. Yeah, I by think the way, I forgot, is, it's more I think it's more scheme than just sophomore slump. Because yeah. with the Shanahan offense, it's about you know zone reads, and he's just he's stopping running back. He's going to look for contact instead of you know hitting the hole. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it multiple times? We saw it in preseason, saw it in the Saints game. It's just, 
at this point, I'd be okay with him, you know, maybe just getting the goal line carries or short yardage because he's just not getting it done. Yeah. Those are just wasted exactly. carries at this point. See what yeah. you got with the other guys because we already seen it at this point. If Pierce gets the ball, maybe a yard, maybe two yards. Yeah. Not um, much of a cashing threat. Like, by the way, I wanted, I, I didn't get a chance to check in. I have to do this, Tyler, because I ended up losing a bet. There you go. For those that watch yeah. it, there you go. Oh, man. And here you go. Hey, that. Damn. Damn. So his was wearing that god awful hat or shaving his head. Guess which one he chose? <laughs> Look, I told Reels this. I told Reels, I am over 30. My hairline is not the best. If I shave this, if I shave this, there's a good chance it doesn't grow back. <laughs> You're not risking it's it. Hanging, huh? Yeah, I'm not going to risk hey, it. You know what? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Worst case, you look, you look like the big show. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no, uh, sorry. Going back, I have to do it because I know the guys that I made the bet. Oh, you did. Watch it. All right, so thanks. Now I can flip over this crap, and nobody needs to see it ever. Uh, all right, I want to go back to Nico Collins real quick. Uh, mm. The last time you were here five months ago, at the time we said we needed to see more consistency. There was even a point where we talked about could could we even trade him for something at the time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because we had it, you know, he was walking, going into his what third year now, right? Mm -hmm. um, with the Texans, and we hadn't really seen much of him. And of course, health. We also did have health concerns. Uh, the, again, this was five months ago before, obviously, an explosive a thousand yard season. Yes, he's injured right now, but he's actually been healthy for the for a great part of this whole season. This is, I think, what the first injury he's had, if, if I'm not mistaken, or am I? Did he have one earlier? I can't remember. I think he missed a game or two earlier this okay. year. I'm, I'm struggling first, to remember what, but that makes a thousand yards he's got already even more impressive. Exactly, exactly. So he has been. Uh, he has basically done a whole 180 uh, in credit to who he has throwing the ball to. And I think the last time we were here, we obviously weren't sure what was going to happen. General, Mill. General Mills. Money Mills, you know. Uh, Money Mills and Look, his stands. Winners <laughs> get nicknames. He wins a game, I'll give him a nickname. <laughs> hey, man, he's two for two. Shut up. This season. <laughs> no, but uh, – Nonetheless, like you, you definitely have seen Nico Collins have that has stepped it up. And in the show last time, we said, What if we did mention a brief one? What if like Nico Collins just decides to have like a stellar season, which he has? Mm -hmm. uh, what do you do with him then? Like, because uh, next season he becomes a free agent, if I'm not mistaken, right? After next uh, season, yeah. after next season. Okay. So uh, we had to talk about this. Do you think? Would you sign him back for whatever he's asking, or would you put him kind of like in a team friendly deal? If it, if you were if you were a, a Nick Casario today, oh man, today see, and that's that's a tough part for me because today right now I'm I'm probably standing pat from Nick Casario, the general manager of the Houston Texans. Like I, I love what I'm seeing from Nico. This is what we were hoping Nico could be mm -hmm. uh, that big bodied guy that develops into number one target. And it looks like he very well could be, but this is the very first time we're seeing it. This is the first right. time he's eclipsed right. that thousand yards. And I'm going in. If it's me, I'm going into next football season and I'm mm -hmm. telling Nico like, Hey, like show me early this year that you can be doing that again. And then let's meet at the table and, and have some talks. But right now I'd happy for him. Happy for the, the production he's putting out there, but I'm I'm standing pat right now if I'm Nick Serio with Nico Collins. 
Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the consistency. If you can be consistent mm-hmm. for another year and get a thousand, let's see what we can do for you, right? Rios, what's your that, things on this? Oh, sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. yeah, that and staying healthy. Yeah. He's had injuries every single season so far. And yeah, they oh, were like, you know, free It was all like soft tissue injuries. Yeah, he did miss. He missed week 10 this year that's, that's uh, with a calf. So he he's this. If he misses this week, I guess it'll be, this will be his second game this season that he'll miss. Which goes back to your point that making that thousand yard game, a uh, thousand yards this season, even though missing most, most likely he'll probably miss this game, making mm-hmm. it up, yeah. you know, a bit more impressive or whatnot. So, and I guess ultimately, like he, he really missed that entire game against the Jets anyway. So he's, he's basically already missed two games and he's, he's got that thousand yards. So just keep doing it, Nico. Yeah, exactly. Some consistency. All right. One guy we were really, we were really hoping to see good things from and it came, and it came true. Tank Dell. Mm-hmm. Tank we I, were. I called it. I said wide receiver one before the season started, and before he got hurt. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Yeah, exactly. Seven. What was he? <laughs> Seven hundred. I think he ended. He ended a season, unfortunately, short. Uh, uh, short with 700, I think three yards, if I'm not mistaken. Um, nine. Seven hundred nine. That's what it was. Yeah, seven hundred nine. Seven yeah, touchdowns. Like. Yeah, and that's a bit, that's a missing a game too. Well, he didn't play much in the Ravens game, and then he missed the game due to injury before he got hurt against uh, the Broncos. Concussion, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and going back to the reason why I brought Nico and, and Tank is at the time we were kind of like one of your things, Tyler, that you were excited to – you were curious about seeing uh, the last time you were on was you said you were intrigued to see what was going to happen with his wide receiver core that we have going on because we didn't really know much about it. Mm-hmm. Uh we had some expectations for Nico. We had expectations for Dell, but we weren't sure what we were going to get with like Noah and 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 Robert Woods or whatnot. Um, I feel like Robert Woods has been helpful in third down situations and in certain situations it has been, you know, for CJ to throw the ball to. But um, lately, it's kind of like you know, here it's here and there, hit or miss or whatnot. Yeah. But uh, overall, five months ago when you were when you were looking at this and you were kind of curious, has this wide receiver core exceeded your expectations or do you kind of feel like well you know it's almost like where i where i where i thought it could be or i'm just completely shell-shocked brothers what do you think about this receiver core so the the receiver room for the texans might be the most interesting position group on this team for me at this point where we are in the season because i think you're talking about when you talk about the the houston texans receiver room I think you are talking about two extremes. One, very, very positive, good news, makes you excited if you're a Texans fan or a Texans player or a Texans coach, and that is Tank Dell, Nico Collins. We're going off until they got hurt this year. Nico, hopefully, yeah. will continue. Tank, we will not see again, obviously. But Tank Dell, Nico Collins, wow, like 2023, wow. holy hell, let's go. Could not have. Could not have asked for more from those two. But then on the other side of that, to juxtapose that on the other extreme, I think when you when you get past those two, I think it it's a such a significant drop off to the talent level in that room that in the worst case scenario that we are experiencing right now in Houston, which is Nico and Tank both hurt, it's a problem, man. Like that the talent drop off between Tank and Nico from what we know and what we've seen on tape from those two down to, to Robert Woods and Noah Brown 
and God, I don't even want to talk about him because it makes me angry. John Mechie, like that, that is such a staggering drop off in talent level to me. And it's, it's a very, very bad thing. So I think you're just, it's, it's very awesome. What's going on in that room with two guys. And then after that, I think Nick Casario and the Texans have like some serious problems that need to be addressed. There's, it's like, there's no in between, right? Like there's no real in between. Like you have, a good, the haves and the have-nots. The yeah. have nothing in between. Uh, I th- Honestly, even without Tank, I expected to see more of John Mechie, or even Xavier Hutchinson at one point, because we saw some little mm-hmm. plays here in training camp. And again, I'm going back to training camp, but whatever. But it's, what, it's really when I got to see some more of Xavier Hutchinson also. But, uh, but it, now, again, you were facing a Jets uh, secondary that's, you know, top three, top four in the league or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, man, it, it was a real test. To the wide receivers, I feel like so. I'm hoping well, as... they failed that test miserably. <laughs> yeah, they, they... we just it, there's got to be at some point, and and I know a lot of people get uncomfortable talking about it because John Mechie had cancer, and we all know right. that, and and he is healthy now and beat it, which we all love and are happy yes. for. Uh, so happy for that guy to to be on the other side of that. But as uncomfortable as it might make some people, at some point. You, you got to start showing something on the field like this is right. this is a second round pick we're talking about a skill position second round pick for Nick Casario and the Texans we all love that he got through the cancer thing but but the guy himself has told you recently that he knows it's it's time to produce and he just mm-hmm. hasn't done it man and, and I don't know if it's if it's something that him and Stroud just need to work on more together, if he's still just kind of lagging a little behind in development because of everything he went through, I don't know. But at some point, a skill player you took in the second round of the NFL draft has got to produce a lot more than what we've seen Mechie do. Oh. It's a real problem. Yeah, I saw it a lot. And I, I think uh, some of it is definitely chemistry. Uh, there was a particular play at the Broncos game. Where it looked like, oh. like walking walk touchdown, walking walk touchdown. What you're talking about, yeah, walking touchdown. But yeah, and you was, don't you. It, but but like it, and I had people on Twitter that I went back and forth with uh, with a little bit on that play. You know, like oh, Str- no, Stroud missed him, and, and it, he may have. That may have been completely on Stroud. But you, we don't know. He also may have thought like, okay, in this situation, he should be leading more upfield, not like right. to the sideline. Maybe he right. was trying to lead him more to the end zone, and it was Mechie's fault. Like we don't know. But yeah. man, that that play hurt. That hurt. That did. That that play did hurt. But it kind of goes to show you, it's definitely some miscommunication. No matter who's who whose fault it was at that point, it was like miscommunication, a lot or a lack of chemistry, if you will. You know, like. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like if that was Tank or if that was Nico, it would have definitely easy touchdown. Gone. Easy yeah. touchdown. But they could have walked in backwards. They were mm-hmm. that wide open. Could have moonwalked it, you know. But it it was yeah. I, I I that's when I first noticed. And again, I always tell these guys if it's me as a fan noticing these things, then that we, we're kind of we're kind of having a problem here, you know. <laughs> like yeah, right. yeah, exactly. If I can notice it, I think you know we're 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 having some issues here. Uh, but yeah, I I think that you're absolutely right. A second round pick at this point, it's it's a great story. The fact that he got he got he's absolutely he's, he's free, and we're happy for him. But life life goes on in the sense of hey, now you know we're we're still playing football here. So what what's the, the next the phase? Day, at the end of the day, it's a business, mm-hmm. right? Next scenario, you got to produce. Nick Casario is Texans general manager. 
what he's going into this year three or four. Nick Casario was drafted two skill position players on offense in the first two rounds of the NFL draft. Tank, Tank, I'm, I'm sorry, not Tank Dell, John Mechie and CJ Stroud. So you got you got to produce, man. Yeah, exactly. You got to produce. Uh, so I hope I hope that this is, you know, technically this is his rookie season. So I'm hoping it's just a, you know, I'm, I'm getting the feel for it. You know, sort of thing, but I just hope yeah. That, hopefully, I mean, yeah. We're, yeah. we're going into week fifteen, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another Yeah. No. Exactly. Um. Okay. So, that's you know that's for the right receiving core and John Mechie, uh, Dalton Schultz. Uh, we were excited and expected big things from him as well to be helpful to CJ. Do you mm-hmm. guys think he has been what exactly what we expected, or not quite? Mm. When he's or, on the field, so, yes. He's on the field, yes, but he's another one with injury concerns. He's missed several games with injury now. It's like I'm starting to see why Dallas didn't, uh, you know, give him the bag. Yeah, I can see that. I think he's been helpful in certain situations, but yes, I do agree with you on the health concern. Uh, that also has been an issue. But then again, dude, this, this whole season has been a plague for the Texans. Just. Injury bug has been running rampant through the locker room. I have no idea. Dude, these happening. emails, these emails I get from from Texans PR each day with the injury reports. Some of them I open up and I'm like, "Good lord, it looks like a CVS receipt, dude." <laughs> like I'm like, oh, like I've been I've been getting these emails a few years now, but some of the ones they send out this year, I'm like, "Good god." And it's all around too. It, it really, in, in reality, is all around the NFL too. It's not yeah. just really us. Uh, so well, far, what they, need, what they need to do is burn some sage in that locker room because there's some <laughs> type, some type of witchcraft going on. Because this is ridiculous at this point. <laughs> See, Maybe Easterby cursed him on his way out or something. Right, it's the Easterby <laughs> curse. There's something still there for that 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 Easterby <laughs> that, that's that's happening. Uh, so like so far, we got you know CJ and concussion protocol not practicing. Robert Woods, I guess, arresting him. Laramie Tunsil's knee, Trevor uh, Thomas and Blake Cashman, hamstrings. Nico, the calf. George Font, the hip. Noah Brown, knee. Will Anderson, ankle. Sheldon Rankins, elbow and shoulder. Good Lord. That's half the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no kidding. It's a real problem this season, boys. I, I'm just wondering, like, looking forward now, um, this weekend against the Titans. And we should ask Andre, him. hey, hey, bro, can you lace him up real quick? Just for one game. Just lace him up. Come on, Miko, Miko, you still got it, right, bro? I need you <laughs> at linebacker. <laughs> right. Give, us huh? Give us one third down play out there. Huh, Miko? Give us one third down. Yeah, I just imagine him coaching with the pads on. All right, boys, I'm going in. Hold, my, hold, <laughs> hold to... the thing, Bobby. I'm coming in. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to be like uh, Bill Dotree. He's coming for a couple plays. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Dozer, Rex Knee, all that, yeah. Uh, dude, yeah. Uh, just I've this is one of those the, the only game of the season that I'm really not looking forward to. Not because, not just because I think most likely, most likely Davis Mills is probably <laughs> going to play. Uh, Old Davis. Oh yeah, uh, General Mills, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, but and I wanted to bring up a fun stat really quick. So Davis Mills against the Titans, by the way, has a passer rating of 93.3 with 631 yards, five touchdowns and two interceptions in three games versus the Titans in his career. This is 
This is uh, Stat News that gave me that. Yeah. Um, forward, forward one against the AFC South. Like, he, he went uh, terrible, he terrible against the rest of the Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he's, but with, with him at the helm, we've lost two out of those three. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm really, the stats don't back up all that, but I don't know. Uh, I'm not, this is, this is literally the first game that I'm really like just dreading for the weekend. Just let's get through it guys. Let's get CJ back. On yeah. Let's get, you know, let's get CJ back going on and, and let's get healthy. Um, but I think this is going to be one of those games where this is my prediction. I, I just think that all, a lot of these guys that I just mentioned, I could see probably like half of them playing <laughs> this weekend. Uh, it is going to be a complete and utter shit show against the Titans uh, just for that reason. I hope, but I do hope that Miko, the D'Amico Ryan just talked to these guys and said, we cannot get embarrassed like we did against the Jets. You know, no, but, not with them wearing them damn uniforms. The Oilers, the oiler colors now. Also, like you're just walking in. I don't know. It it just seems like I'm not looking. Yeah, no, that. And, and that makes sense. I mean, you never. It's never ideal. I think as fans, as players, whatever. Um, you, obviously, it's not ideal to ever be going into any any game with with your backup quarterback um, playing instead of your starter. But I would say this, you gentlemen. And I don't know anything. I'm not Adam Schefter in this deal reporting anything, but but keep your eyes and ears open tomorrow on Thursday because I don't know, man. You 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 never know what's gonna happen. I think uh, we'll we'll get a better understanding tomorrow. I think about what's going on with the the concussion protocol with C.J. Stroud and that sort of deal. If you would ask me. During the game Sunday, when we saw CJ go down, if you would ask me earlier today or yesterday, I would have said there is zero chance that guy's playing. Davis Mills is going to be your quarterback in Nashville against Tennessee, but I'm not so sure right now where we where we stand here on this Wednesday night. We'll uh we'll see what happens. I kind of right. sit him out, yeah. In in some sense, just for the, for his long term health and the long term possible consequences associated, we we all saw what happened with Tua last season. But yeah. at the same time, if if it doesn't end up being the case that CJ Stroud's playing on Sunday in Nashville, I'm I'm obviously not going to say no to that either. Yeah, no, exactly, a hundred percent. We don't want it to be like uh like I mean when they did when the Miami Dolphins did that to Tua though, that dude was like barely standing up and like he's got it, he's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's a whole that's a whole different thing. But but I will say, and I, I I'm sure you you guys have seen it the week before this past one, the game before the Jets game, there was a moment C.J. Stroud looked like he air quotes got his bell rung. He had to check yeah. out of the game and go to the blue tent for a second. And if you watch the video, I mean, nobody, there's no way for anyone to know for a certainty, but it does look right. like to me, he's a little wobbly getting picked yeah. up by his linemen. And then the very next week you have this happen. So it's just a, it's a dangerous game to play if you're the Texans. Exactly. And I, and I got to say, yeah, I agree hundred uh, percent. Seeing some of the, some of the throws. And again, this is not CJ slander by any chance that by any, by any means necessary. Seeing some you of those fake, throws. You fake fan. <laughs> yeah, you know, you fake. No. Uh, seeing some of those throws by CJ this week, and I was like, oh, that's not the regular. That's that I haven't seen him throw like that. Like, oh. and so it begs to differ, you know, it begs to differ that, you know, it's like, wow, I haven't because CJ, when you see CJ throw the ball, it's so accurate, so pinpoint accurate that you're just like, you just admire it as it's going through the air. I'm like, oh, this Absolutely. is whatever. 
but these throws, man, it, they were not they were not either accurate or 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 they were just wobbly. There was no spiral. There's nothing really behind them. I was like, what is happening here? I might have been onto something earlier, man. He, maybe CJ has a, has a problem throwing a wet ball. I don't know, yeah, but yeah. hopefully, hopefully, it's just it was just a bad game. Hopefully, yeah. Not- I just, yeah, again, I just hope it doesn't become a thing. You know, like how we say De- uh, Derek Carr, what happens in, with him in cold weather? It's, oh. yeah. <laughs> can't throw the ball. Yeah, you can't throw the <laughs> ball. So just hope it's just, a, a, you know, two two times that it's happened. But, man, I just hope that doesn't become the thing. Um, let me see. What do we, uh, as far as that's concerned. Okay, so I forgot to tell you this one. Okay, so obviously you don't have to reveal anything there, Tyler. But have you, like, where do you think of uh, so? There's no there's no surprise that next season the Texans are probably going to change their uniform. Okay. Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is. Okay, that great. Is, okay. I'm just trying yeah. to I'm trying to be walking on water here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you, but you're good. No, the there are new uniforms coming a hundred percent next season. So, what do you have? You uh, okay? So, I you don't have to describe or anything, but how do you? If you've seen some glimpses of it, do you? Are you? How do you feel about them? I so I. I have not seen any, not even a glimpse of any kind oh, okay. of, final, not even uh, of any kind of final product. Yeah. Um, but uh, Doug Vosick, the 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 guy who runs a, a lot over there at NRG for the Texans, great dude, has a great beard too. But uh, oh. he he's a great we're trying, guy. We're trying. Yeah, but uh, he's he's shown uh, myself and, and some others up here at Sports Radio Six Ten. We we've seen a lot of the ideas that are going into right. the new uniforms. Um, we have not seen any kind of final product, but we know we know of the elements going into the new uniforms, if that makes sense. We don't know how they're all going to mesh together and come out, but we know the elements going in, and I am freaking pumped, dude. Nice. I yeah, like that. That's, that's what I wanted to hear. Like, what did you think of, like, of course, you don't know the, the, the overall, the final product, but with the ideas that are flowing around, how like how pumped are you for that? Is I guess that's what the very dude because I mean it's they're I I think I think we're gonna be like sometimes you see teams change up the uniforms and it, it might be a subtle like shift to to something or or just one change to like the logo and one of their variations of their uniforms. This is this is like almost a complete overhaul, and I think that's really exciting. Like you're talking a. We're gonna have the the OG Texans uniforms we still have right now, so nobody freak out. Those aren't yeah. gonna go anywhere. But the new uniforms coming, man. We're talking new uh, concepts, new schemes, new uh, stuff on the helmet. Um, not necessarily just that bullhead. There, there's gonna be a secondary logo that the NFL is allowing teams to 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 push out now. Ooh, wow. You're talking about the introduction of a brand new color to the Texans uniforms. That's probably going to piss off Titans fans, which I love personally. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. It's not Columbia blue, but mm-hmm. the naked eye won't be able to tell you any different. And then mm-hmm. you're just, it, it's a whole new thing. They're rolling out, man, a, a bunch of different changes to just the, the design, the logos, the colors, it's everything. And that's exciting. It's not just going to be some subtle like, oh, yeah, we, you know, took a stripe off here. No, there are going to be variations of the Houston Texans uniforms, two or three new variations that are going to be sick, I think. That's awesome. Because I know the last uniform change that we really had was adding a logo on the back back. back. (laughs) back or whatnot. And I'm like, 
All right. Fun fact for you. Uh, yeah. On that note, changes to the Texans uniforms. I I hadn't realized this. I don't think many many people have. Um, but in talking with with the Texans during this whole uniform thing and a few of the events they've invited us over to NRG for, they pointed something out that I'd never noticed, and that is I thought it was interesting. If you look back at like the 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 Texans colors and logo and everything, whenever they were first announced, like, you know, I'm talking year 2000. If you go back and look at that kind of stuff, the, the deep still blue that we know today, whenever they first launched that deep still blue was close to black, like deep, deep still blue. Like it was a dark, dark blue. That thing looks pretty clean, but for some reason over time, like through, I guess, production and like just repurposing, you know, for marketing and, and what have you, that color lightened up over time and gave us the deep still blue you see more on the uniform now. But they're also going to be returning more to that closer to black deep still blue. That's what's up. Um, like uh, the Texans were originally back in 02. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. Just because, I mean, honestly, I think it's about time. Like, yes. to me, my favorite uniform, honestly, truth be told, has been the color rush that we had. With the, yeah. that deep silver oh, with the red number, red, with the red oh, numbers, that has been my ultimate. That's Check been it. amazing. And, and when they wore those this year with the red helmets, red that's, oh, yes. that's the sickest uniform combo they've done in the last yes. two years. It's like somebody played Madden for the first time in a while. And you're like, you know what? We can mix this around. We can change it up. Can we do this? Like, can this we get around? away with this? They're scrolling through the pregame screen, yeah. like, oh wow, that's yeah. cool. Let's do that. Yeah. Well, it would be funny if the person that that did that is actually listening. Like, that, that's exactly what happened. That's really <laughs> I, was just, happened. I was just playing Madden, playing with the combos. Like, that, that works. Like yeah. that works. <laughs> but yeah, we all we all do it. We all do it. There's no yeah, way that we all don't. Do I did it, it just yeah, last I, night. <laughs> yeah, I I play it with a Titan sometimes with the Oilers uniform. I I do like they're, they're, you know. Yeah, I know. I hate that. I hate that. No, so, I, I think Texans fans have a lot to be excited about though. Just to yeah. to add that last part into that, the the new uniforms are coming next year, and I think they're going to be freaking dope. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's that's going to be something to definitely look forward to. Uh. Okay, I want to end the football stuff there, and I want to ask just one thing because we did talk a little baseball last time we were here, mm-hmm. um, and I want to add to that because we did uh, talk about Otani at the time. Like, what, what do you, what did we think was going to happen, or, or whatever? Um, and this will be the only thing we talk about uh, for, for baseball or whatnot. So, what is, what do you think, Tyler? What is your opinion on the Dodgers just getting away with paying seven hundred million dollars in? In the in basically in installments <laughs> to, yeah. to Otani. Pay, pay uh, what do you think? I, I think great for Otani and great for his kids and great for his grandkids and great for his great great grandkids and great for the freaking generational <laughs> wealth that that man just got. I mean, great for him um, from a baseball point of view. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I. I'd never thought the Astros were going to be in, and I didn't want them no. to be in the running because ultimately, and, and this is uh, to some, this might be just too dumbed down or too uh, succinct a, a conclusion to draw. But if you ask me, if you look at baseball in recent years, you, you just you're not going to win a title with guys on your roster that have huge ass contracts. I just don't. I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but 
I don't I I don't think that's the route. And if I was a general manager or if I'm talking about the GM of the team I'm a fan of, the Houston Astros, I don't want to see contracts like that given out. Although I get Otani's a generational talent. I get it. He's like, you know, second coming of Babe Ruth or whatever. But yeah, good for the Dodgers, good for Otani. We'll see what happens, but eh. Yeah, I saw it as as that too. I was like, "Geez," it, it, to me, it looked like, "Well, the rich get richer." Uh, not for Otani, <laughs> oh, no. but as like, far as uh, the Dodgers gaining, you know, the ability to only pay him two million, uh, and then being able to still get more talent, it's just almost like, okay, we're building super teams here. We're we're what? Yeah. Reels, uh, Reels, you're gonna like this one. We're gonna become the Warriors. Uh, you know, the MLB's, gonna be, the MLB's gonna become the Warriors now with allowing these super teams to just be able to be built. Yeah, around. we'll we'll just let the we'll let the Dodgers and the Yankees keep trying to buy a championship and knock on wood. Hopefully, the Astros keep doing what they do and competing each year. Yeah, you yeah. brought up an interesting point. These guys, these teams with these you know ten year monster deals, they haven't won recent memory. Uh, last one was last year with the the Rangers Seager, but I mean again, first year mm-hmm. of his deal. Before mm-hmm. him, Mookie Betts early on in the deal, but before them, Pujols, Pujols, yeah, yeah. Pujols. I mean, you were in the Rangers years. Trout. Yep, Trout. Trout. The Golden yeah. Boy. Manny Machado, <laughs> like like these guys get these monster ten year deals. Those teams, they just don't yeah. win. Nope. And, and and overall, like I like I, you also you brought a great point, Tyler. Like these these monster deals that teams are getting, it doesn't seem like that's you know that's that's the thing where that gets you over. I mean, look at the uh, a good example, obviously the Astros, but another one, the Orioles. They have such a young team, and as to get as far as they got mm-hmm. using you know the system, basically what the Astros, the Astros use or whatnot. Uh, look where it's gotten them. They they. The, the season before last they were they were just such a horrid team and now look at them now they actually did amazing and they're probably going to be amazing for the next few years to come that's going to be a team in the american league to watch out for you know yeah um yeah. arizona arizona same thing mm-hmm. yeah, 80 win team made it to the world series exactly. yeah and like i said i'm not saying it's impossible we we've seen it was a long time ago, but we've seen teams win World Series with with guys that have on the bigger side of contracts. But in recent memory, in recent years, recent history, you, you just you just don't get to the series that way. Yeah, you okay. can't buy like the Dodgers been trying to buy championships for thirty years. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that Mickey Mouse ring. They haven't won one. No, Yankees. Uh-huh. Yankees, the same thing. I Every mean, they signed year, Aaron yeah. Judge. Aaron Judge signed them for a big contract. Garrett Cole before that, like. They mm-hmm. signed all these guys, and and you know, they're not to, to have to soda the bag too, because you ain't gonna stay there for cheap, especially if they don't win. Yeah. yeah, no, Tyler, I gotta, I gotta thank you, man, for joining us again, brother. It's it's such a great time when you come around. You're very informative. You kind, you, you shoot the shit with us, and I think it's just amazing overall. You know, obviously, I do want you to come back also again. <laughs> you know, whenever you get a chance, brother. Like, thank you for coming. Seriously. Yeah, man, we won't wait uh five months next time for sure. I love coming on, you guys. Love what y'all are doing, dude. Y'all, y'all got a good thing going. It's a pleasure as always, my friends. Appreciate it, sir. Okay, well, that's gonna be it. Uh, that's gonna be it for us this week. Um, Rios, you have I think Friday you're doing a live. Uh, uh, what are you doing Friday? Sorry, but go ahead. yeah, we're doing a live streaming of the Sixers and Rockets game. Nice. Our buddy's uh, Mitch, where he's a Sixers fan, so we're gonna live stream the game. Should be fun. <laughs> Should be fun. 
with uh, with YouTube regulations, not really uh, watching the game because then they're gonna take they're gonna flag us. So we're <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. We're live streaming it, but not live streaming it. Disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. Right. Give y'all heads up before like, wait, hold on, they're doing what? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be unmute, and you won't see any of the live action. You'll see me get either you'll see me elated or angry. One of the two. You'll see, <laughs> pass down on the couch with your pants behind your ankles. <laughs> oh, I hate this team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Tyler, again, thanks a lot, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, Appreciate that's gonna you be guys, it for us, guys. All right. H-Town, baby. Let's go.